Welcome to the Light from Light podcast. My name is Brother Thomas Therese, the Dominican Brother of the English Province. And for the next month during the summer session, we'll be uploading slightly different content. Our regular half-hour slot will be back in September. And our first episode back, thanks to one of our listeners, Paul, will be on British church history. During this summer period each week, uh, we'll give you a short reflection to hopefully help you delve deeper into the scriptures and deeper into a relationship with God. I find it particularly useful when reading the scriptures to stop and take notice of the questions that are asked. In the Gospels, Jesus asks many questions, and many questions are put to Jesus. Jesus' questions I often find cut to the heart of the matter and challenge us to repent of our sinfulness and to turn back to God. And they can be applied to many different situations that are not always necessarily obvious in their immediate context. However, the Lord also asks questions in the Old Testament, and it's one of those questions to which we turn what St. Benedict calls the ear of our hearts today. What are you doing here, Elijah? This is from the first book of Kings, chapter 19. What are you doing here, Elijah? In scripture, Elijah full of zeal for the house of the Lord, is distressed that the Israelites have forsaken the covenant and torn down the altars of the Lord, and Elijah killed the prophets of the false gods. And now Jezebel seeks Elijah's life. Elijah realises he's no better than his ancestors and flees. Elijah says, It is enough now, O Lord, take away my life, for I am no better than my ancestors. What is God's response to Elijah's distress? How does the Lord, or should I say, does the Lord take Elijah's life? Elijah, the repentant sinner. The Lord has already given, or should I say, taken (laughs) Elijah's life. Elijah is one of the Lord's prophets. In another part of scripture, it says, understand this, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. The Lord does not make a sacrifice of Elijah, his prophet. He sends his angel to feed him. Elijah eats, drinks and rests. The Lord soothes the distressed. Yet the Lord says, eat and drink or you won't be able to cope with the journey. Elijah stays in the cave, we might say moping or recovering for a few days, but the Lord makes it clear he's not finished with Elijah yet. He must move so he can act on behalf of the Lord. After a few days in the cave, the Lord says, What are you doing here, Elijah? The Lord says this twice. After the first time, he asks Elijah to move to the entrance of the cave and watch the Lord pass by. Elijah is invited to see where the Lord is present. It's not in the earthquake, not in the wind, not in the fire, but in the still small voice of calm. The Lord encourages Elijah then to be calm and asks again, now, why are you here, Elijah? Elijah gives the same answer a second time, like a child who's upset. I've been zealous for your house and now they seek my life. And the Lord says to him, go to Damascus, anoint these people king, 
and anoint this person as prophet, as your successor. Notice that this question is personal. What are you doing here, Elijah? We can quite easily replace Elijah's name with our own. By virtue of our baptism, we are like Elijah. We're prophets. And sometimes our actions, our zeal, our sinfulness, causes such scandal that the crowds seek our end, not always physically, but sometimes socially, humiliating sinners in public, dragging up dirt from decades past that seems to be it seems to be a hobby for some people, with no concern for if the person has repented or not. Indeed, rather than admonishing the sinner and encouraging their return, welcoming them back into the fold, sometimes we find ourselves in the crowd shouting, Crucify! With no thought to the shame the sinner often feels or the good of the sinner. You know, the good of the sinner is sometimes a secondary concern, a, a sort of a potential side effect of our actions rather than our primary concern. Because if it was our primary concern, we'd go out to meet the sinner like the father of the prodigal son, wrap them in a robe, put a ring on their finger, welcome them back, hug them, slay the patted calf. Do we comfort as the Lord comforts Elijah? picking ourselves up, picking others up, dusting ourselves off, moving on with our prophetic mission to preach and to help others live the truth of the Lord's gospel, live the good news of Jesus Christ. In anything we do, we can imagine the Lord saying to us, what are you doing here? When you're on the internet, when you're on Facebook or Twitter, imagine the Lord saying to you, what are you doing here? What is the purpose of you being there? Is there somewhere else the Lord would rather you be? Or something else on these platforms that the Lord would rather you be doing? Something else on the internet? Is it helping your salvation and the salvation of others? When you meet your friends even, or when you go on holiday, when you're in work, when you're with your family, what are you doing here? There are many ways to read this question, and all of which I have found personally helpful at one point or another. What are you doing here, Elijah? What are we hoping to achieve by doing X, Y, or Z? Is this the Lord's work? And what are you doing here, Elijah? Is this a good place for you to be as a servant of the Lord, as his prophet? What are you doing here, Elijah? This encourages us to reflect on the morality of an action that we're undertaking. Is this particular action the right one? Are the means to achieve our end moral? Let us not forget the words of St. Paul in, in uh, I think, chapter 5 of Romans. We cannot do evil that good may come of it. We cannot do an act that is evil to achieve what we might think is a good end. We cannot do this. It's compromising with evil. It's harmful to our soul. And it undermines what we're hoping to achieve, the good that we hope to achieve. What are you doing here, Elijah? Why are you here? Why are you in this place, in this space? Why are you in this cave of Facebook or Twitter or whatever it is? For what purpose? A good one or a bad one? What's our motivation? How did we find ourselves here? If it is a bad one, why is it that, that we're attracted to this this particular evil how did we find ourselves here and where is the lord calling us to be and how is the best way to get there is there somewhere else the lord is call, calling us to be and not to be discouraged if we realize that we are in a place that we shouldn't be put on our shoes and go so what are you doing here elijah
What are you doing here? You have work to do.